This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Good afternoon, Sydney producer Liam here with you today, which means it is a Merrickville best of show. Some of the best stuff coming from Merrickville to replay with you over the next two hours. In this hour, we're going to test Lawrence Mooney and Merrick Watts' knowledge about political etiquette. I imagine they will fail miserably. Plus, Merrick breathes life into the now defunct tourist attraction that was El Caballo Blanco. And up next, we're going to talk musicals. Yep. Musicals on Triple M. I mean, it's a Green Day musical starring Phil Jamison from Grinspoon, but still, musicals. This is the best stuff. Straight from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Such a good show. I'd listen to that. Download it from the Triple M app. Look who's in the studio. It's bloody Phil Jamison. Oh, hi. Hello, Merrick. Hi, Jamo. Good to have you, mate. Haven't seen you for ages. I'm really good. It's been a very exciting day, um, and we've been working on this announce for a long time. Um, So it's really good to see... The positivity surrounding us getting back together again. So, hang on, did Grinspoon actually break up, Phil, or did you did <laughs> no. you just go MIA for a little while and then you've come back? What's happened? Well, I think we went we went on. I think the term was long term indefinite hiatus, which is a nice sentence, lots of syllables. Um, and essentially, I think we just all needed to go and be adults. Yeah, yeah. We needed Have to kids. grow up a bit, yeah. you know. Um, I needed to just, you know, I, I, we'd been touring on and off for twenty years. It was just a little bit. Yeah, we just so four years ago we had it, we announced the break and yeah, and then we realised it was twenty years since our debut record, uh, Guide to Better Living. It had never been released on vinyl, um, all this kind of stuff. We're like, oh, well, should we do something? <laughs> and so um, what, if, what's, yeah. what is you've got like different tracks and stuff like that, and some studio B sides mm. and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's not just you know the re-releasing of the album. You've got no. other bits, additional pieces so of material with, as well. So with the vinyl, it's red vinyl limited yeah. edition. It comes with a live CBGB's concert, we recorded in nineteen ninety eight in New York, and then we've got a bunch of B sides that were never on the album. And then I think the CD deluxe version has. 49 tracks or something. So I can't even think of 49 Grinspoon songs, but it, they exist <laughs> and they're on the CD. And um, also with the CD, it comes with this really lovely booklet with a lot of handwritten lyrics. And when I actually held it in my hands, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is really special and it's quite nice. For people that love that record, I think they'll get a lot out of it. So, Phil, does this mean that Grinspoon's back and you guys are going to be making new music as well in the future? Or is this just a, <sighs> look, let's just, let's just get a bit of cash on the side and then send <laughs> Phil back to the farm? <laughs> I think what we're, I think maybe I would love to make some more new music. I'm really concentrating on this tour because I, I recorded this album when I was 19. So I have to think about all as it's going to be quite challenging, I think, to do to do it justice at the age of 40. I'll be when I do this tour. Um, and as far as new material goes, look, let's see what happens if we still are all talking after the end of the tour. Yeah, yeah. So do the tour first, get <laughs> yeah. it all kind of warmed up and yep. then see whether or not we'll you can handle it. We'll, we'll see what happens. See if you can handle yourself, Phil. <laughs> what about touring, Phil? How are you going to go touring? Because in the old days, I remember seeing you 20 years ago. I remember seeing performing. you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were different times. They used to get a little bit wild. I did. Yeah, I the, got very yeah. wild. Look, I just finished a musical up in Brisbane. I did. Uh, I tread that I was in musical theatre for the first time in my life, and I realised those the people that I met in that industry and they they are professional people. So I had to take myself a little more seriously than I have. And yeah, well, um, you're I a think thespian, a thespian. So I had to, I had to learn a bit, and I learned a lot from that experience. And hopefully, I can take that over to 
to what we're about to do in Guide to Better Living. I'm not going to be doing jazz hands or tap dancing while we do Guide <laughs> to Better Living, but I will hopefully bring um, a sense of like, I still want it to be as punk rock and venomous as possible, but I still want to be able to play every night and deliver to the people that are going to come watch. So yeah, I'm excited for the challenge, no doubt. Yeah, basically what you're saying is you're not going to f*** yourself up every night anymore. I didn't know you could say f*** on radio, but f*** now I'm not going to f*** myself up at all. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Phil. Yeah, Phil, you know what? I haven't had you in the studios for years because, you know, you haven't been touring. Uh, but there's a question that I ask pretty much every Australian musician when they come into the I've studios. Heard this, yes. yeah. What have you heard, Phil? I've What's heard, the question I I've heard you um, encourage violence against <laughs> no. poor little me. No. And I am, I'm drawing a line through this bullying right now. What's the question, Merrick? The question is... Yeah. Have you ever punched Phil Jamison? Yeah. Well, that, so Phil Jamison, I'm asking you, that, Phil Jamison, have you ever punched Phil Jamison? Well, I just want to say that Bernard Fanning never punched me and he, he alleges that he did. Um, and every time I hear sunsets, it's like a punch in the face anyway. Love you, Bernard. But no, I've never punched myself. I probably should have. Let's be honest. It probably maybe around 1998, I should have probably given myself an uppercut. Didn't. Uh, but no, I don't like this violence, Merrick. Let's, no, let's talk no. about cuddles. No, okay. So you've never punched yourself. The question is because there was rumours that a few people had, had punched you when you'd been inebriated backstage a few times. And we've all heard the stories, Phil. But yeah, I, not... don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall anyone ever being physically <laughs> you violent don't recall, with me. That's I've, because you don't recall the 90s. <laughs> I'm a very fast runner, or I was. So whenever I found a confrontation, it's like we go back to schoolyard stuff. I was quick, man. I could get out of any trouble. I do have a smart mouth, though, which has got, yeah, me, yeah. Which has got me in trouble. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Mate, listen, I want you to stick around because up next, I want to play a, a game that I play with all Australian musicians when they come in. It's about knowing your own music oh, as God. opposed to knowing, yeah. <laughs> Phil, you're back on the road, mate. You're under the pump. Okay. Stick around. Phil Jamison with me. Joined in the studios by Grinspoon's very own Phil Jamison, who's reformed the band for cash. I mean, for the love of music. <laughs> Thanks. Phil. Thanks. Well, I'm here. Good. I'm right here. When I have people come in, musicians come in, and I've done this with uh, pretty much everyone. I've done it with Sting. I've done it with Bernard Fanning, who mm. got it. What he got very serious about it. Uh, I've <laughs> done it with lots guy. of musicians. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's intense. But it's basically it's a game where you have to tell me a play a short grab of music, and you have to tell me whether it's one of your songs. Oh no. Yep. Okay. Or somebody else's. Merrick feels. Oh, That's not fair. Cruel That's not and unusual fair. punishment. You is it me or not, not you? Is I hate radio game. You can't win in this game. This is a <laughs> game. We don't win game. Triple M. <laughs> okay, so currently on the leaderboard is Sting. On the bottom is Peter Garrett, right. who got one of his own songs right. He also, too, just recently reformed, Phil, so a bit of pressure. What did you say about his tour? I uh, said his tour was just a hopeless grab for cash. <laughs> so it's a theme. It's a common. Yeah. It's a common theme here, right? Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Mate, I'm, I'm touring as well. Mate. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not making any money. Man of the hour, Merrick's first five 20, stars. Five 23 stars. years. Five stars. Yeah, sure. It is a five star show. Let's not muck around. 23 years of not touring. Back on the road. Tw first solo show in 23 years. Probably not worth it. Um, <laughs> okay. Phil, let's get back to you. Yes, sorry. Let's listen to your first song and see if you can identify. Is this one of your songs or somebody else's? Yeah, that's one of ours. That's one of yours? Yep. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, Jesus, Phil. <laughs> Stacey's Mum by Fountains of Wine. Well, I really like that song. I wish I'd yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. The, the, the name of the game is not 
songs you wish you'd written. <laughs> okay, that's us. Yep. Definitely. All right. Okay. All right, yep. Next one. Oh, let's drop D. It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like us. Yes, that's yeah. us. Uh, I really, really hate that song. <laughs> so that's just, the opposite of Founds of Wayne. You just identified yourself as, as Creed. Creed. I know. I'm well aware of the, who they are now, but I've heard the <laughs> six chorus. Sorry to all Grinspoon fans. But that little D bit, you know, come on. <laughs> Phil, I'm not going to This is an unfair game. This is an unfair I'm sure. Oh, yeah. um, that's why I'm saying our Bernard Fanny got so angry as well, because this yeah. is unfair. I'm not going to lie. I'm really enjoying this at the moment. <laughs> okay, good. What's next? <laughs> okay, next song. No, that's definitely, that's Chemical Heart. Yeah. Oof. Lucky. Phil, you literally wiped sweat from your, from your forehead and your, from your oh, brow. No. You're oh sweating God. bullets, I can't believe mate. I said Creed was us. Wow. <laughs> Imagine wow. when you what had to moment. see the boys' I was first rehearsal. <laughs> Guys, we're back. Got a new sound. It's called Creed. Let's should, do it higher. Should, should we learn Take Me Higher just as I cover? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Phil. Fourth song. Yeah, that's heartache to follow. Yeah, good. Well done, Phil. Problem is, is that you so far have thought every song is yours. I have a high opinion of my um, songwriting, maybe. It's probably the problem more than anything. Yes, I well, yeah, you know. I know okay. you, well, whoever got whoever picked these songs, whether it was you, you've done a very good job of those grabs because Fountains of Wayne has that grab and that sounds like no reason. And mm. then mm. Creed has that grab and it sounded a bit like Lost Control, mm. but different mm. production. Anyway. Mm. And this sounds like a lot of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. All right, I'll say that. All right, Phil. Final one. Let's see if you can get uh what is it? Would I'm be, gonna say no immediately. Three from five here. That's um that's not us. That is uh oh. that's um Phil Collins, another excellent singer. Um young punk another Phil. Into the shoes. Uh I can't dance by Phil Collins. Phil <laughs> <laughs> Jamerson! Yeah. My favourite well film. Three from five. And I mean, that's three from five's not bad, Phil. That's pretty close to Sting, but you, you lose an extra point for identifying yourself next to Creed. I know that, yeah. I'm well aware. I'm really sorry about that. But it, <laughs> hey, it makes for great radio. So whatever, whatever works. I hope Pat Davin right now is listening, just going, Phil, I'm going to have a story for Mez about punching Phil Jamison in the face. <laughs> Bring it on, Pat. Bring it on. <laughs> Phil, great to see you boys back on the road, Phil. Thank you, and lovely to see you. <laughs> Till next time, Phil. Cheers. The best stuff from the Merrickville Catch Up podcast. Get it from the Triple M app. 104.9 Triple M. One of the things I love about you guys and I love about this show is that you can help dictate the flow of content on this program, the direction of what we talk about. And yesterday we're talking about, I don't even remember what we're it was. We're talking about what you missed in Sydney. That's right. That's right. And then randomly, we got a call about one of the greatest things that I've never seen or known about called Al Cabello Blanco. Bill, in Bankstown, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. Um, don't know if you remember back in the 80s, El Cabello Blanco, that white horse. El Cabello Blanco. It sounds great. <laughs> never heard of it in my life. It sounds great, though. El Cabello Blanco. Mate, they had uh, one horse, which uh, was pretty much worked to the crap house. And then a couple of uh, wobbly slides, and that was pretty much it for the theme park. I know it no longer exists as a business, Mez, but tomorrow you need to do an ad for lost. El Caballo Blanco. I'm going to do it. 
And I certainly have. I'm a man of my word when it chooses uh, suits me. Um, and we've done a little bit of research on El Cabello Blanco, which I clearly like saying far too much. We got so many calls. Oh, we did. Like dozens and dozens and dozens of people who just wanted to talk about El Cabello Blanco. That's what I'm saying. You guys dictate where this show goes, particularly if it's a little bit ludicrous. Now, El Cabello Blanco shut down in 2007. Up until that, they had some pretty mind-numbing ads for the uh, amusement park. El Cabello Blanco has rapidly grown over the past six years to become one of Sydney's premier attractions. The beautiful picnic grounds with numerous covered pavilions and barbecues is the ideal setting for a family or company picnic. There's unlimited rides for all. Go back in time with a ride on the 1880 horse-drawn omnibus or a leisurely paddle around omnibus. the lake. Also cars, the is it, right? Or the young at heart, there's thrills yeah. and spills in the yeah. roller skate okay. park and water slide. Okay. A touch of nostalgia mm-hmm. with a brilliant demonstration of sheepdog trials and sheep shearing. You Enjoy are shit. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you are, mate. You are terrible. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. That ad sounds, in parts, if you took away that kind of, um, upbeat music in the background. Yeah. That sounds a little bit like a social messaging thing for beware of stranger danger or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's stranger danger. Anyway, so I've been obsessed with El Cabello Blanco as a result of this. And I've gone out and created a new commercial for El Cabello Blanco. And I know that it's because it no longer functions because of the equine flu. That's right. When all the horses went, no, no, it's a bit of a, Sad way to go. Anyway, uh, I've made an ad for a non-existent company. Here it is. Looking for the ultimate Spanish-inspired theme park but can't be rooted going to Spain? El Cabello Blanco! <laughs> We've taken a shitty paddock in Narellan and made it shitter, turning it into Australia's only Spanish-themed horse amusement park. El Cabello Blanco! Watch our Andalusian horses dance to your delight. These beautiful beasts can walk on their hind legs. Occasionally, there's an accident. But it's all good. We've got heaps more where that came from. Kids can also ride our miniature ponies to their heart's delight. And if the ponies get too tired... (laughs) We'll just get your little princess a new one. El Cabello Blanco! We also have water slides, which are, in fact, just regular play equipment slides with a hose and a bottle of tricks as lube. Still... There's a very high chance our slides will rip your ass out. El Cabello Blanco! There's plenty of parking and a kiosk. So why not try one of our very unique hot dogs? (laughs) And there's even a swing set for the kids that hardly anyone has died on. El Cabello Blanco! El Cabello Blanco, the Spanish-inspired pony park in Norellan. Open seven days a week and then mysteriously closed forever. Miss, equine flu. Ugh, better get some more bullets. <laughs> El Cabello Blanco! Jeez. Yes! I am so commonly <laughs> yes. wrapped with my own work, but particularly today, ladies and gentlemen, am I thrilled with El Cabello Blanco! That's the ad I was born to write. Here comes the money! Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Helping small business grow is my passion. Hi, I'm Mark Boris, and I want to share that passion with you with my podcast, The Mentor. 
If you're into business, listen now on Podcast One as I get the stories from those just starting out and those on the verge of a major turning point. Join me for The Mentor, and I might just help your business grow as well. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. This is the best stuff. Straight from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Such a good show. I'd listen to that. Download it from the AAA map. Page three of the Daily Telegraph today. There was a story um, <laughs> and an incident that's been titled Liftgate. Um, a senior Ooh. female New South Wales Labor MP has been pram- branded a pompous crud after she grabbed a male political staff to- staffer and shoved him out of the lift. So what happened is Jodie McKay uh, is alleged to have grabbed um, Mr. Sakura, uh, Luke Sakura, who works for the Speaker's office, mm. and she's got into the lift. She's seen him. She's grabbed mm. him by the elbow and the shoulder and pushed him out of the lift. And apparently another Labor MP is reported to have told this guy who's been thrown out of the lift to learn the effing rules, mate. Oh, that's good. So, that's a good put down. What, what, learn the effing rules. What are the What are the rules? So, it's, it's, what does Jody need the whole the whole lift? Because she does a little <laughs> bit of lady fluff in there. She gets in there and just. <laughs> What is it? No. Is it? Parliamentary rules state that when uh, votes are being held, MPs must be able to get to and from the chamber quickly and easily. Mm. And for this reason, they have excuse, exclusive use of the lifts, meaning no oh, other yeah. people, oh. including yep. staffers. So are they've got right away. Lifts. They've got so, essentially got right away. So, yes. Then Luke Sakura needs to learn the effing rules yeah, and absolutely. get out of the lift. You're a half-wit, Luke. If you thought I like this one too. Know your place. Oh, that's a good put down. Well, an investigation seems to have suggested when the incident occurred, there was no vote going off. So there's some suggestion that maybe he had every right to be using the lift. But but Luke, let it go, mate. You'll be all right. You got pushed out of a lift by Jody. She's all right. She didn't mean any harm by it. You but, know what? Stop complaining about it. Move on, mate. Get a Snickers bar. Move on. This forms mm. the basis for today's quiz because we're going to look at rules of parliament from around the world. Rules of oh, parliament. Right. Rules of parliament. Oh, mate, okay. talking to two people who did not. I've repeated your eleven and just mm. just completed. Your oh, time. I'm fully expecting you guys not to know the answers. Oh, oh whoa. Australian politics. So yeah. Whatever. yeah. Well, we're going to start what? in a different country. So, oh, England. We Let's go. start in the UK. Westminster system. Actually, before we start, mm. Lawrence, as always, uh, what is the category for our buzzers today? Uh, uh, parliamentarians. Your favourite parliamentarians? All right, and I'll Lawrence, be you're going with oh, Bronwyn Bishop. <laughs> I'm going similar but different front bench. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Bronwyn. I'll go backbench. No, <laughs> no, too late. Too late. late. You're okay. bench, backbench. No, no, he's backbench. You're backbench. Yeah, I'm frontbench. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. First question. In the hierarchy of banned words in the British mm. Parliament, which Ooh. word is considered the worst word? You can't say it on air. Yeah, we'll be gone. Backbench. Okay, backbench. Um, Careful. Jeff Kennett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Any guesses, front bench? Front bench. Yes. The Queen. No. You know, liar is considered the worst word you can oh. say. To oh, call someone liar. a liar. Yeah. Well, You're that's a liar. Shit. And MPs who accuse oh, one I another of I can think of, of some other words. Okay. Worse no, ones. Lawrence, uh, yes. No. <laughs> you pompous. Yep. Okay. Question two. What is it illegal to wear in British Parliament? Front bench. Yes, front bench. Attractive teeth. <laughs> Any grasses back bench? Backbench? Combed hair. <laughs> Front bench, hair. <laughs> uh, it's a backbench, little... not women's clothing. 
It's illegal to wear a suit of armour in oh, British Parliament. Oh, you're oh, a liar. What? Let's change countries. <laughs> America, here we go. Let's get across to America. Okay. Mm. Senators mm. are allowed... You've done allowed, some work on this, Liam. I have. Senators are allowed a total of 50 watt every year. Front bench. Yes, front bench. Mm. Illegitimate children. <laughs> no. uh, back bench, flights. Front bench. Yes. <laughs> Days off. Uh, picture frames. They're given an allocation of 50 picture frames every year, which includes a maximum of 20 gold picture frames. Well, and then they give it away to people with a picture of themselves, and is that the, is that the deal? I've got no idea what they do with it afterwards. But every year they frames. get 50 picture mm. frames. I wonder they're just on the brink of war with North Korea. North Korea like loves picture frames. Are you not happy with that question, Lawrence? No. Okay, well, I'll give you another one. Okay. Name one of the four acceptable categories of music that American senators are allowed to select from for their on-hold music. Backbench. Yes. Reggae. <laughs> <laughs> Front bench. Yes. Trip hop. <laughs> Death metal. Speed metal. Classical. Metal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait. Oh, Classical. Yeah. yeah, well done. No, you lose a point now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, classical, environmental, environmental, patriotic, or country. Ooh, country is mm. acceptable. What about um, what about whale song? On yeah, that would have counted. <laughs> environmental. <laughs> All right, uh, let's shift. Let's shift to uh, more local stuff. What country is that? Is that Fiji? New Zealand. Is that Fiji? Okay. Okay. At the opening of Parliament. Yep. What is the job of the usher of the black rod? Backbench. Uh, just to thump the black rod <laughs> on the door. Just to guide the front rod. They just the, the black mm. rod. They just got to guide the black rod just into Parliament. Right in Parliament. To, to just to just guide gently right finger the black okay, rod into Parliament. <laughs> we got one more question. Hold on. What, the was the, what is what the, is the to, job to announce the arrival of the Governor General and escort them oh, into the Senate chamber? That's right. Okay. So whose who's rod is it? Okay. Last one. Can you guys guess where we're going based on the music? No. Oh, yeah. To Germany. No, to Holland. Correct. We are going to Holland. Oh, Holland. That's, that's terrific. Okay. So we, we, we this is the last question. question because we don't want to be culturally disrespectful. Do you know the worst thing about the Dutch parliament? <laughs> when you go into the kitchen, you've got to heat up your pie in a Dutch oven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it takes hours. <laughs> Depending on how many men are under yeah. the doona. Okay. They, 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 they don't have a black rod. They bring okay. in a, they've got the radar. They bring in a radar. <laughs> yeah, the Dutch, Dutch. They, they, that, when they open the parliament, we've got the Dutch radar. Okay. And uh, sometimes it takes hours to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Prime Minister, the President of the Netherlands, or the, I'm not sure if he's the Prime Minister or the President, the bloke who's in charge oh, yeah. of the Netherlands, yeah. Yeah. whose name happens Yon. to be Mark Rutte. Yeah, Rutte. Oh, the Rutte. Yeah. Rutte pants, we call him. <laughs> the Rutte. <laughs> he has a side hustle. He has a second job. What is it? He plants tulips. He's got a tulip. Smokes hashish. Works in the dead light district. Fixes windmills. Carves clogs. Rides a bike. I don't do that. She puts his finger in the dike. He's a teacher. Oh, he's he's a teacher. He spends one morning a week teaching Dutch and civics at secondary schools. (laughs) We went through all the possible jobs in Holland and we left our teacher. 
Every occupation. That's unbelievable. He's a violent. <laughs> Good violent. <laughs> Happy birthday to Sydney Council. Happy birthday to Sydney Council. Let's celebrate. I know. By building a tram. That would be amazing. Cloud arch. A cloud arch. Oh, that would be just the most perfect birthday present. Clovis probably had the inspiration to put little lights at the top of the cloud arch so it looks like candles. 175 of them. They look like pearls. A string, a bead of pearls, because she loves the choker, as we know. Mm. Um, a 175th anniversary of Sydney Council next month, and it's an important milestone. Um, it's been well established uh, that this is a great city, mm. and so we should constantly celebrate every possible birthday anniversary we can find that is of an of either a marquee event like 175 years, which I think we've all just been waiting for, mm. and it's even making news. Next month marks an important milestone for Sydney, 175 years since the city's first council was established. To celebrate, 175 objects will go on display at the town hall, Mm. many for the first time. This was a block boy. His job to clean horse manure off city blocks. Rubbish would be dumped from these barges outside Sydney heads, only to wash up on our beaches. This cast iron toilet block was manufactured in 1890. And is still in use today. And the good thing is, Sydney, <laughs> nothing has changed. As much as we'd like to go, God, we're so modern now. Look at us. Oh, I mean, how I'm just going to go down and watch the IMAX cinema. Oh, it's gone. Um, <laughs> we're so modern. But one of the things that has not changed in Sydney's 175 years of being a council is the horrific traffic. Yeah, there was traffic in the 1800s. Yeah. Heaps of it. The council continuously undertook road construction in the mid-18th uh, century, 19th century, sorry, to, to keep up with the demand for the traffic uh, from all the horse-drawn buggies. And uh, we actually have some audio from the turn of the last century, and this is a traffic report that was on radio, and it will give you an idea of what traffic was like way back then at the turn oh, okay. of the 20th century, yeah. Lamb. Okay. This is real audio that we got from our archives. <laughs> With thanks to Morgan's Boot Polish. Morgan's Boot Polish, perfect for your boots and for appearing as a dark-skinned person on a variety show. (laughs) That will never cease to be funny. Traffic is at a standstill on George Street with a peony going right off the back of another horse. Literally. It seems it was not in fact a collision as much as a copulation. Oh, there we go. Finish now, Sparkles, you dirty mare. Look forward to seeing a fall in the spring. The corner of Parramatta Road and James Roost Drive is a total nightmare. We just had Dave from Quakers Hill send us a carrier pigeon saying traffic is backed up for at least nine metres, with two carriages failing to cross the intersection due to the start of the West Connects. Word is, that may not be finished until 1908. Can you believe it? And if you're on the roads this long weekend, remember, the police are testing for drink driving. So, if you're not blind, make sure you have a bottle of rum before getting behind the stirrups. Nobody likes a sober man in his 40s in command of two unpredictable beasts hauling a carriage containing his entire family, including infants. Remember, driving sober, it's a crime. Up next, unattractive Phil has tickets to this band. <laughs> That's the funniest part. All the rest was crap. Isn't it amazing that the bed at Triple M hasn't changed in all those years? No, it's still the same. No, no, not just the bed, mate. The staff. Uh, <laughs> one triple three five three Sydney. Let's open up the phones.
surely if they're going to they're going to celebrate with 175 objects that are going to be on display in the town hall for the 175th anniversary. Oh, that's how they're that's how they're celebrating. So they're celebrating with 175 objects are going to go I on display. Yeah, right. Uh, as, as a unique perspective, I tell you right now, somebody at Sydney Council's entire job is just doing that every five years. Mm. It's just put something on display, come up with something to celebrate something. Okay, how much you want a year? Over a hundred grand. That makes sense. You you're in charge of what finding things to celebrate. <laughs> what do you? Oh, ca- well, it's a full time <laughs> job. I mean, seriously. I mean, God, when I'm not travelling from Newtown to get here, it's a full time gig. What are you campaigning to have included right. in the celebratory objects, Miss? I love the city and I know it like the back of my hand. Mm. This is what you need if you are going to get 175 objects to celebrate Sydney Council's 175th anniversary. Number one, in that I want to see the monorail. Good idea. Bring it back. Good That's idea. Sydney to me. Yep. I want to see a Japanese submarine, a mini sub. Possibly oh, the monorail. Because they got in the harbour, didn't they? Yes, that's right. right. Absolutely. Okay. I want to see Sega World brought back. That was enjoyable. That's before my time. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Sega World was amazing. <laughs> it was the IMAX cinema before the IMAX cinema. No one cared. I went to Sega World and was actually very, very impressed. <laughs> I miss IMAX. As a young bloke. Uh, bike lanes. How are you going to get those into? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I okay. share something? It better be not be as funny as the ones I've made. A halal snack pack. Oh, yeah! You should definitely have a halal snack pack in there. But you should do what they do like in Japanese sushi shops where you just make it out of plastic. Yeah. So it's permanent forever. Yep. yep. I reckon some halal snack packs around the place you could probably uh, just leave actually, it there. Yeah, There's enough actually, in there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. What about this too? A family of bin chickens. Oh, stuffed ibis. Absolutely. I want to see a child one because I've seen all the adults and they're like seagulls. Where are the baby ones? Where are the baby bin chickens? Okay. So more, it's up to you. 175 (laughs) of those items, at least four of them have to be tiny bin chickens. So at the moment we've got monorails, Japanese Mm. sub, Mm. we've got halal snack packs, stuffed bin chickens, Mm. Seagull World, bike Mm. lanes. Mm. We need to know what else. We still got a lot of items to go. Oh, okay. If we're listing things that haven't worked, let's see. Lockout laws. No, it's not the point of listing oh. things that haven't worked. Oh, we need well, 175. They're all things that have not worked. <laughs> uh, things that have we not need worked. 175 objects. Sydney Council's putting itself on display. That's we incredible. need 175 objects that best represent the 175 years of the Sydney City Council. Sydney, it's time to get the slippers on and lay them in. Big time. One triple three five three. Be part of it. Here comes the money. Sorry, I don't think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Ever get the feeling the world could be a better place but don't know how to do anything about it? I'm Amanda Tattersall. If you want to change the world, my podcast one series, Changemakers, is the one for you. Stories from around the world that show change is possible and give you tips to help make it happen. Stories of people who've been shot at, jailed and threatened with life behind bars simply because they want the world to be a better place. Download the app or listen now at podcastone.com.au. No matter what you're into, there's one for everyone. Podcast One. This is the best stuff. Straight from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Such a good show. I'd listen to that. Download it from the AAA map. Taking your calls on one triple three five three to celebrate 175 years of Sydney Council. You know what? Good on you, Sydney Council, for giving yourselves a pat on the back. Because mm. I don't think you give yourselves enough credit when you let off a few fireworks <laughs> to celebrate yourselves. Oh, fireworks. That's got to go in there. We're talking about the 175 objects that Sydney Council needs to put on display to celebrate 175 years of just doing your job. Who else? Uh-huh. Does? <laughs> Who, seriously? 
175 years and we've got to pay for you to celebrate yourselves? <laughs> who gives, who gives themselves a pat on the back for just doing their jobs? I, I mean, do. like radio stations every I time do. ratings come I do. I do. But th- <laughs> I'm expected to because I'm a wanker. It's different. Like, I expect other people to be better than me. We've got eight at the moment, Mez. We need 167 more. Okay. We've got lockout laws, bin chickens, bike lanes, Seager World, Japanese submarine, mini or mothership. Yep. Uh, the monorail. The halal snack pack halal and snack fireworks. Pack. We've got eight. Right. Can I suggest one more before you do? Yes, We've absolutely. got lots of calls coming absolutely. through. Only if it's Can stupid. I suggest the bottle of wine that got Barry O'Farrell fired as well, premier? Yeah, yeah, I think that needs one. to go in there. That's a good one yep. too. Yeah, I'll accept that. Okay. Well played. And a cloud arch. Okay. <laughs> Taking your calls. Oh, so many people have rung in. This will be fun. Hello, Heath in Prospect. Hello, guys. How are you going? Very good, good mate. All right. What are your thoughts? What can they put in there for the 175 objects on display? 175 syringes in Centennial Park, obstacle court. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. No, fair call. All right. Um, you didn't tell them they could lay the slipper in, mate. Yeah, no, I did say <laughs> that. that. So, all right. We'll just, we'll just put it down as needle exchange. Yeah. There's a bit of bitterness in that for me. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. For a guy from Prospect, he's pretty worried about Centennial Park. We've got uh, Kylie and Mount Druid. Hello. Hello. Hey, you you my bottle of Grange. Oh, sorry, Kylie. No, wait. How often does a bottle of Grange bring down Bazaar O'Faza? But anyway, space probe. What was that? Wonderland. Space probe. Space probe. What is space yeah. probe? From Wonderland. It was a ride. Yes, you could see the whole of Sydney. Yes. When you're up the Yes, yes, I'm with you. And then I, I think it got a little bit faulty there for a little yeah. while, and then all of a sudden the park shut down. That's kind of the way it goes. Mm. But you're right. That should be right next to the monorail. Yeah. Right there. Thank you, Kylie. Unfor- cool. Unfortunately, because of Kylie's line, she cut out a bit there. So all I heard was her yelling out probe. Yeah. And I was a bit confused. And you were just going, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, know I don't remember that part of Sydney. I think, I think probe is what you have, have after you've been found to be siphoning funds off at another council. <laughs> And they go, yeah, we're going to give you a probe. <gasps> Salim. Mahaja. In the in, exhibition. In the exhibition, just there. Like the Adonis that he thinks he is, just there, just oiled up But eyebrows. get well soon, Salim. We know you've had a car accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Get mm. well and then get in part of that exhibition, you little Aussie. Go for it. Hello, Stephen, your minor. <laughs> yeah, good day, man. <laughs> what would you have in an exhibition that reflects Sydney Council's 175 years? Oh, mate, City Street, loading zones. Oh. They've, sort of, they've become, become as rare as hen's teeth, so why not put them on display? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Some crap bikes, yellow and red bikes that nobody's using. <laughs> oh, hang on. Sorry, they, they already are on display in yeah. the city. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. Yeah, they're also on, in display in a few canals around <laughs> Sydney as well. Craig in Pendant Hills. Hello, mate. How you going? Very good, mate. All right, what do you suggest uh, we put on... Uh, display, 175 years of Sydney Council. How about a plaster cast of Clover Moore holding a can of KB? A, a can of KB? Yeah, mm. mate, kitty beer. She would, I don't think she would ever have had a can of KB in her life. What are your thoughts on that? I wouldn't I be surprised. She would I don't think she would either, but it, it, would, it, would, it would embody two, um, two typical things of Sydney in one game, mate. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know what I reckon? I can't say this for a fact, but I see him more as a, a Moselle and orange juice fan. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, nothing would up, would upset her more than having That's her true. there holding a plaster cast, plaster cast mold of herself holding a can of KB. I you've, just want to you've given it a lot of thought, Craig, yeah. and that's better than I've done. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. We've got Brad in Granville. Hello, Brad. 
Hey, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Bring us home. What should they okay. put on? Okay. Um, you remember how you're talking to big, massive rats? Sorry, talking to who? Big, massive rats. Oh, big, big massive big rats. Massive yes. Man. yes. You yes. need a big, massive rat and a homeless man. Oh. <laughs> and a home... You know what we need? A... Like a homeless but man. Not with the spirit. Not with the spirit. Okay. No, no, no. Like one of those, like you know, those kind of things you see at an art exhibition, like at a Biennale, something like that, where you've got a homeless man, and it's an actor, of course, from Bondi, who's been paid to play the part of a homeless man, who's laying there with vomit all over his shirt, and then a gigantic rat eating it off. Because if you just got a regular homeless person, you'd be helping them, and it wouldn't cost you any money. But if you get an actor from Bondi to play the part then of a homeless, it's expensive. Man, yes, and then let off some fireworks. The best stuff from the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Get it from the Triple M app. 104.9 Triple M. Do you like to go home and see all the lights on, Mez? Or are you a, are you a power saver? Or are you an environmental nightmare? Ah, oh, no, no, no. I'm very, very, very aware of power consumption in the environment. Absolutely. Mm. Unfortunately, every other member of my household wants to see this earth burn to the ground. Well, because my dad was always like walking through the house, switching lights off. Yep. If they're not in a room, turn the light off. I like to see the house lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know makes who, me feel happy. You know who likes I go around you? and just, what's that? You know who likes you? Energy Australia. AGL. Mm. They love, AGL love like me. You. They send me love letters. But also, it's um, it's because I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> I don't want to go into it. I don't want to go into a dark part of the house because I don't want to be killed by a psychopath. Uh, and the lights keeps them away. But uh, Malcolm Turnbull has been offering incentives. Uh, you mm. may have heard that he was offering movie tickets if you leave your air conditioner off. Uh, so let's find out what's happening in vo- Mal's voicemail. Hello, it's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking, and I want to encourage all Australians to switch off and conserve vital energy this summer. And yes, we are offering incentives through your power supplier and retailer. Movie tickets, for example, and why not? The cinema is air-conditioned and the toilets are well-maintained. Go and use their facilities. It's a terrific idea to save vital energy so the people in Point Piper can use the pool filter, the 750-litre double-doored ice-making refrigerator and, of course, to keep our indoor cinemas icy cold. Tell me your ideas to save energy and leave a message. Hello, Malcolm. It's Rudy here, the stereotypical Dutchman from Maddockville. Martha and I have installed an organic methane-capturing septic toilet system so we can power our home off our own waste materials. Unfortunately, last year it backfired and covered our daughter Chloe in uh, in feces, and now she lives in New York and won't return our calls. I've also made a prototype of a love-making windmill. I attach the crankshaft to my butt when I'm making love, and I can produce 240 kilowatt hours in a 10-minute burst. It's Rudy. Hi, Mr. Turnbulls. It's Jackie Levy speaking, Mr. Turnbulls. Through my experiences locked in the woodshed, I've embraced complete darkness as a form of meditation and power saving. Seriously, Mr. Turnbulls, I could go right off the grid. I would live on roadkill, wash in a river, fry naked in the bush covered in mud and leaves. If you ever want to get off the grid with me, I'm happy to show you how. And that, come on, you can see the real Tassie, Mr. Turnbulls. That's Jackie. Turnbull, it's Lazarus. What do you want about Turnbull, you oyster-shucking, bubbly-sucking, electric-bucking, issue-ducking, nip-and-tucking shell of a man? Jeez, I got through that without saying f***ing. Bugger, it's Lazarus. (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> Hello, Malcolm. It's Christopher Pine speaking. Malcolm, it's easy to conserve energy. You gobble up all the power you need in the off-peak period. So when it's off-peak, gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble it, gobble it. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Take as much as you need. Gobble it, gobble it. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> and when it's peak period, take it easy. <laughs> gobble. Oh, God. It's Pino. <laughs> Hey, uh, some good news. I know that it's been a bit gloomy, uh, obviously, with uh, Las Vegas, but yeah. uh, something to cheer up. Climate change could mm. result in Sydney experiencing 50-degree days by the turn of the century. So that's a... That... Oh, hang on. No, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I, look, I, look I, I'm, I'm trying to see some positives in this. I bought a lot of skivvies, and uh, I'm going to work out in the heat, and I'm just going to be mega fit. I'm going to be one of those guys in my 60s where people go, mate, I, you look a day over 42. That's... That's how I'm going to do it, right? I, is, that, the, is that how it works? Is that how you... That's one way. Right. It's one way of dealing. The other, you can do what I'm going to do and the turn of uh, the next century, just not be here. Right. Oh, I'm, I, I won't be here. Mate, you know what? <laughs> if you I know, do, I'm going to be a really bad prune in a chair, just just <laughs> spittle coming down yeah. my, my mouth and just piss stains yeah. on so, my pants. So it'll be, it'll be you now, 20 years from now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, like, yeah. basically, you, uh, I just look the same, but slightly greyer. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You know, uh, you know what we all need to do. We need to start putting some money and buy homes in Hobart because that is going to be that's going to be they're going to get to tops of forty. Right, so, it's going to be great. You guys have already referred to a couple of uh, actions you might take in case of an apocalypse. Mm. Yes. So I've prepared uh, an apocalypse quiz, an end oh. of the world quiz for you guys. I want to see how long you'd survive if yeah. the end of the world came. So. Do, Liam, do you go through your playlist and do you find songs that you're desperate to play in front of me? Yes. Because who's this? This is Justin Timberlake. Is that and me, is Madonna. It? And Madonna, is it? Yeah. I got one of them right. I didn't say turn it up. <laughs> Man, no, how I, deep is Madonna's voice? <laughs> That's not her voice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey <Hey-oh. laughs> Actually, I've created a This Will Annoy Merrick playlist. All right. All right. So what I'm going to do is uh, the apocalypse has arrived. Merrick and Hamo, we're about to find out if you two can survive. Okay. Okay. Hamo, name three absolute necessities that you need to stockpile for the end of the world. Uh, So I need uh, uh, tins of food. I need uh, some uh, combat gear that allows me to blend into the foliage so people can't see me and attack me. And I need uh, I, I need a blow up uh, person to keep me company at night. <laughs> you got one. Trade right. you know what? You Trade one. the camouflage for lube tiger. Oh, right. Water, canned goods, blanket and uh, pillow, medications, a weapon, a knife, warm yeah. long sleeve clothing, carry back. Yeah, I know. Right, but well, who's who's going to keep me company? Exactly, <laughs> Merrick. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Name I'm, f- and I'm a survivalist. You are a survivalist. Name right. four non medical items. That you should have on hand if you're able to source them, not including the ones we just mentioned. Torch. Knife. Non-medical, you say? Mm. Water. Yeah, that was in the first one. I can't give you that one. All right. Uh, Bandages. No, that's medical. I'll give it to you. No, it's not medical. (laughs) Bandages. A sex swing. <laughs> yeah. You got three out of four. Mate, what, what is going on with Flash Liam? Like, this is like you, need, you need the blow-up dolls and the sex swing because if you don't have that, you're going to go crazy. Uh, I, I understand. You've, 
Yeah, I don't think you've prepped properly. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you guys gonna, a hint. You're going to live forever, but you're going to have a shit life. I'm going to give yeah, you guys a hint. Mate, sex doll is not the correct answer to any of these questions. Oh, well, oh, let's just oh, wait oh, and see, you Liam. Know what? You know, I'm calling an end to this segment. Let's go to a song. <laughs> Hamo. Yes. What piece of fruit or vegetable a is... A sex doll. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I got... <laughs> I just thought what type you buy, it's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what piece of fruit or vegetable is most is more valuable than all the others in an apocalypse situation? Mate, it's a banana because you drop banana. the skins on the ground and watch people slip over. <laughs> then you get then you eat them, you get your melatonin back on track. Lemon or a potato, you can make a battery out of them. Merrick. I'm not going to make a battery out of food. What am I going to do? Eat a battery? It's a blow up Merrick. doll, mate. It doesn't need a battery. Mate, Name... I need the battery for the Duracell doll that I'm going to have to keep me company. It goes How did all, we get goes here? all year. We, we always get here, mate. Merrick. <laughs> it's we, we it's the cul de sac we always live in. <laughs> Merrick. Yes. Name three relatively indestructible food items you should have on hand. There's no way you can arrive at sex doll here. Relatively well. indestructible food items you mm. should have on hand. Well, for starters, Richard Wilkins' career. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how nourishing that will no, be. But... Right. I did say it was nourishing. You said right. nearly indestructible. So it's, uh, it's like the beef jerky. Nearly indestructible uh, food items. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, dehydrated packs. So dehydrated packs. Is, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, beef jerky. How much is mentioned it and dried fruit. Mm. Dried fruit, dried prunes. Right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Ramen yeah. noodles, apparently. Maple syrup and honey. If it's 100% pure, it'll last forever. You know what else you have? Condensed milk in yes. those yeah. tubes. Booze. That's massive. Booze. Booze. Just yep. tons of that. Because I'm. Go- I-, I would never bunker. I'd turn into a cellar. Right. <laughs> Officer. Like drink myself. All right. Metamucil. Here you go. You want to stay regular this, while you this question. You this All question right. addresses your loneliness issue. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> You've survived the last ninety days. You're all, <laughs> you're all alone. Are we talking and, about the AFL Grand Final? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then one night you see a fire lit in the distance. Oh yeah. What things should you be taking into consideration? Uh, a that that is the enemy, and I am not going over there because they might want my companion that I'm trying to blow up. Yep. Uh, I'll need some <laughs> night goggle vision so I can go and have a look at them from afar and nothing sus, and I'll take some tissues. What? <laughs> Come on, Liam. I put the night vision goggles on the doll. You should be. <laughs> I, I want to be able to watch me while I'm over there. Donna, oh. you're in charge of security. How's it looking? Good, excellent, we're fine then. What's that? You want to write a book? (laughs) I wouldn't write a book about that time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm setting off the explosion. That was the Merrickville Catch Up podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch Up from the Triple M app.